Hello and welcome to Mama Knows Best podcast by Mrs. I Can Win. So glad that you've joined me once again. Looking forward to sharing with you what today's episode is all about. Thank you so much for the feedback and the listens for the first episode. I really, really appreciate it. Um, And I really hope that you continue to enjoy the episodes that are to come. So, as you can see from the title, today's episode is all about how I encouraged and helped and taught my children, our children, to read um, from the age of two, or at the age of two. Um, As you would have learned in the first podcast episode, um, I'm a mother of three currently, Um, I have a one-year-old, a three-year-old, almost four, and a five-year-old. And my first two are very close in age, they're 14 months apart and so a lot of what I did with the first I did with the second in terms of training and teaching and um, sort of good results for both of them so it's something I'm doing again with our third child who is just one years old. Um, So yeah let me get started. So I started with my first child. at the age of six months old um, what I did is in my head I, I just concluded that a child is born like a sponge you know they're all like sponges ready and waiting to receive what they can um, and that's why it's so important for us as parents as adults to portray and show good things to our children and children that are not ours as well um, I'm a qualified teacher primary school teacher so again how how I interact with children is largely in my mind and what I present etc and being a parent just echoed that on top of that I was always as I mentioned in the first episode always around children um, and I really had a big passion to to get deeper into how children develop you know I I studied um, psychology as my degree and I did that with the intent to become a child psychologist. Um, I really, really had a passion for knowing more about how they think and how they do things and why they do things. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would definitely say children and how they develop is a, a passion of mine. Um, so yeah, with when we had our first child, it was all about implementing all the things that I'd learned and also um, trialing some things to see if they actually worked and one of the things um I can't remember who or where I picked up but I I did know I did find out from somewhere that the earlier the better basically and even just teaching your children um their ABCs from when they're young it when the younger you do it the more it sticks and the earlier they learn it which makes perfect sense so with um Abigail our first daughter um I bought some flashcards um abc flashcards and they were just normal flashcards i believe i got them from um waterstones and i think they're osborne brand and they have a picture they have the letter um on one side they have a picture and the letter and then on the back it just has the letter and i started teaching abigail her abcs from the age of six months um and she she loved it obviously it was colorful um we i spoke to her in a voice that was quite fun 
um, she would laugh and she'd grab the card and she'd want to look at it the front and the back um, and I did that with her probably every other day um, at, at most at least I did it once a week um, and alongside that I would also read to her and um, for her first birthday we bought her a whole bunch of books and she loved looking at them she loved turning the pages she loved when we read it to her um she was very keen on having books around um but one of the major things i do believe i mentioned this on my first episode as well the term more is caught than is taught my husband is very big on books um and those who know him know that so we have a very big library in our home um not i'm sure it's not as big as he'd like it to be but um, it's more than you probably find in most homes. Let's say let's say that. Um, but he's very he's a very avid reader, and it's something that I know our children have seen of him, and now hopefully of me as I've started to read a lot more. Um, well, let me not say a lot more. I've started to read more. I need to increase it a lot more to be honest. Um, but. I know that that's something they've seen of him and thus that that love and desire to read is not just happened by accident it has been um intently and purposefully done um in our home so another thing that i that we did um, my husband and i is i believe it was when abigail was born it could have been when elijah was born as well elijah's our second child and um, second born child um but we actually went onto a website called eden i think it's eden.com or eden.co.uk and it's a bookstore and we ordered about 40 books um to start the children's library in our home and like i said i'm sure i'm sure it was for abigail so she must have just been born um but i invested we invested in 40 books um for, for us to read to her for her to read and we still have a lot of them today um, obviously when you give books to children sometimes they rip them etc so we haven't got all of them still um, but the majority of them I believe we still have and they still enjoy reading them um, but it was all about us choosing what literature we wanted our children to feast on so most of the books if not all of them had something to do with God um, so there were stories about Jesus and there were lessons about um, from the Bible a lot of activity books um, there were colouring books, um, some called God Knows Everything and God Loves Us All, etc. And they were interactive books. So I knew a lot of them they wouldn't use until they were older. Like now, they use them, they coloured them in, they filled them out. Um, but I I knew that just having them present in our home sets a standard. Um, so to this day, like I said, they really enjoy those books. Um, another thing that I did in regards to encouraging um, our children to read is I learnt myself all the different sounds of the alphabet. Now this might sound very um, basic, but <laughs> it's not basic. So we know the ABCs is A, B, K, etc. But there's a deeper side to, to phonics. Um, so phonics as well as the single sounds of a b c d etc when you have two letters put together sometimes they can make a new sound so for example er 
um, E by itself would make the sound E and R by itself would make the sound R. But together, they make the sound er. So, brother, sister, um, and knowing those phonic sounds is very, very key to teaching your children to read. Um, Because, like I said before, reading is all about decoding words. And if your child knows how to decode um, the the letters in alphabet and the, the groups of letters in alphabet, they are able to read. Now, the base, like I said, the basis of reading is decoding, but it's also about remembering um, things. So, there are some words that cannot be sounded out, and they're called sight words, like the word said, for example. Um, if a child tried to sound that out, they would say s-a-i-d-sighted, but it's a sight word, so it can only be said from memory. Um, so, as well as learning sight words, children must be able to decode. Now, this wasn't something that I knew from my own education. Um, I do not remember learning about sight words and all that, but I'm sure I must have done. Obviously, I I was taught to read at a young age as well. Um, I believe I could read from about the age of three. So I must have been taught them, but I don't remember being taught that. Um, But I do remember doing phonics in school. Um, However, growing up, I didn't... I just knew how to read, obviously. So I didn't really think about, oh... You know, E-R, when it's put together, it makes it sound, uh, it's just I do it. Um, so to teach my children that was a bit different. It was like, how do I teach them that E-R doesn't make the sound, uh, uh? like, it's, uh, how do I do that? Um, and I then went on an investigation to find out, what, how do I teach my children these different sounds? Now, the internet is um, full of knowledge, as we know. Um, and there's a lot of easy accessible, easily accessible um, material, especially with phonics. So there's a program called Jolly Phonics, um, and I'm trying to remember, can't remember the other one at the moment. But there's Jolly Phonics and another program. Um, so I knew of Jolly Phonics from when I was training to be a teacher. When I was training to be a teacher, I was actually pregnant, so I was learning a lot about phonics, etc from that um, and through my training it was Jolly Phonics but when I started working at school it was a different program which I can't remember right now um, if I do I'll mention it at the end of the podcast um, but they basically do the same thing but in a different way Jolly Phonics is mainly taught using songs um, to teach children sounds but flashcards was the basis of all the teaching that I, I saw and all the practice I saw in schools so there were not only flashcards with the letters the single letter sounds but also the two letter sounds like uh or um oa makes a sound o so and also just to add there's quite a lot of jargon that goes with that so if you see when teaching phonics when there are two letters that make one sound that's called a diagraph um and they are phonemes which is groups of their sounds basically phonemes of sounds so um aside with the jargon so teaching children phonics it's kind of like if you don't know it already you have to learn it with your child or you learn it first and then teach your child um and that's one of the major basics to teaching your child to read you must know phonics for yourself or, or at least discover it with your child at the same time now um 
when I started working in a school, I actually started working when Abigail was two. Was she two? Yeah, she was two. So by that age, she we put her in um, a private Christian school. And the private Christian school used a curriculum called um, ACE, which is Accelerated Christian Education. And ACE have a preschool program called ABCs with Ace and Christy. Ace and Christy aim to teach, um, or the, the program aims to teach children to learn how to read within, I believe, 36 weeks. Um, and apparently no one, no child has come out of that not being able to read, apparently. Apparently it's 100% pass rate. Now, Abigail went into that school at the age of two. She was a, a month away from being three, but she went into it knowing how to read all her sounds um, and decode all her sounds and the school's system the school's curriculum basically reinforced that for her so she learned all the sounds all over again um, but with the ACE curriculum which also uses songs to help children remember it has a video as well which the children watch so that all of that is to consolidate their learning which is very very important um, with children anyway but especially with phonics the consolidation is basically the key it's about layering what you've what you've taught what they've learned you can't just teach phonics like when they're one and then think that at five they're going to revisit it it has to be layered has to be retaught repeated go back and visit what you learned last week it's something you have to really be persistent and consistent with so um like i said that was being reinforced at the school um, and then when I took Abigail out of the school, um, I think that was October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, seven months after she'd been at school, I took her out and started homeschooling her um, full time. And she knew how to read at that time. And she was actually quite fluent at that point. Now, obviously, Elijah was also born at this point. He was one I think he just turned two and while I was teaching her I was doing the same with him so I did the flashcards with him I started with him at one however but I guess maybe because he's a second born child he had his sister as an example and he managed to catch up within a year so from one to two he knew how to read at two he wasn't as fluent as Abigail was at reading um but he knew all of his sounds and thus it was just about knowing kind of getting out what he knew in his speech and also being two he didn't have his full um vocabulary yet um or his full what do we call it lexicon of words etc so he was still learning to talk but he could decode letters and sounds um which is what reading's all about as i said so he's now three and he's a very very good reader um, of course his language is still developing um, so he's still learning um, how to read but in terms of decoding and knowing what words say he does he knows how to read um, I have posted a few videos on my social media so if you check out not just mum or the not just mum club on Facebook and Instagram you'll see a few videos um, there and I'll be posting a few more of the children reading um, but yeah, those were the, the things I used. Mainly it was flashcards, knowing phonics for myself, 
and teaching that to the children in a very basic way to start with. Children learn very well from pictures and colours. And so as fun as I could make it, um, that's what I tried to do. I probably could have done it in an even more fun way, to be honest. But um, yeah, that was the intent. It was about making learning fun and teaching them how to say sounds. Um, And even to this day, my son, um, the three-year-old, he still might say, oh, mommy, what does OA sound like? What sound is that? He might still ask. Um, And like I said before, it's all about consolidation. So it's all about repeating and reminding them, okay, this is what this says. And okay, try and read this. But practice is really, really important. Like I've heard the saying, practice makes perfect. Um, But something my husband says is practice makes permanent. I'm not sure if he got that from someone else, but that's what I've heard him say. And that is very true when it comes to reading. The more practice you do with children in terms of reading, the, the more permanent it will be. So, um, f- like, fast forward to now, Abigail is a very, very big lover of reading. Like, she sometimes will just get a book, sit down, and you you won't hear from her <laughs> until you look to find her. She's sitting down with a book um, and reading it. And she's very um, quite a sensitive person, so she gets really involved in what's going on in the story it's not reading for reading's sake it's not just to know what the words on the page say it's to understand and you know she she loves when we ask questions after a story that we've read she's very much involved in what she reads um, and that's why it's so key to make sure you present children with the right things to read which is probably another reason why I homeschool because I can't I don't have any input in what my children might read if they went to public school and I know that a lot of the books that are being put in the public school right now are very controversial to say the least and very um, anti-mankind in my opinion. Um, so I'm glad I homeschool even for that reason as well. Um, and yeah, so reading is quite a big part in our home, it plays a big part in our home. Um, like I said we have quite a big library as adults but even for the children they have lots of books um, and we wanted it to be a, a, a key in our, our training for our children so when they were quite young we bought um, these spice racks from Ikea and um, something I saw online where if you turn it um, a particular way it can actually stack books instead of spices um, and so we've got, I think, four on the wall, three or four on the wall in a particular corner of our house. And it's just got the children's books in it. So that's their library area. And on top of that, in their toy boxes, they have books. So books is very much a prominent thing in our home. Um, and where we can, we've incorporated reading throughout the day. So the children also have devotionals, their VeggieTales devotionals. And... Typically, we'd like to do devotion in the morning with the children. Um, it used to be that we'd read it to them, but as we went along, they would often ask, can I read, can I read, can I read? And obviously that makes sense, you know, they can read, so we let them read. Um, if we were ever doing Bible reading, we'd encourage them to read a verse or two. Um, in the evenings, um, I tend to read a Bible story to them. So I've got a book called 365 Bible Stories bedtime bible stories and i believe i got that from either eden or wordery um two bookstores online and it's got 365 stories so one for every every night of the the year 
Um, so again, reading has been incorporated into our daily lives. Um, and it's, it's funny because it's something that the children look forward to every night. And sometimes I'm feeling quite exhausted. They'll be like, oh, are you reading a Bible story, mom? And I'm like, no, it's too late. You know, you're going to bed late. But just knowing that they have a joy to hear a Bible story or to hear a story being read to them full stop is really encouraging. And I, I must make sure I don't slack on that myself, um, regardless of how I feel um, in the evenings. But they really enjoy being read to. They enjoy reading themselves. Um, and they enjoy reading corporately as a family so that's something I'd encourage you to do as well if you do want your child to learn to read make it make it something that is perceived as a good thing but also perceived as a fun thing um you know to so many people the reason why they don't read is because reading is seen as a chore and as a task and I used to love reading as a child and then when I got to like my teens maybe because of how schools present reading it became like a chore to me I didn't want to read this I didn't want to read that um and then when I got into adulthood that's a habit I continued I didn't want to read because it felt like a chore but reading should be a leisurely a leisure activity you know it should be something that's enjoyed especially because there's so much knowledge in books there's so much you can learn in books and it's Miles Monroe that says thing that you don't know is probably you could probably find that in a book I believe it's something like that um whatever you need to know you'd probably find it in a book and I guess the the culture of the world is to has been to make things that are good seem bad um but I'd strongly say to encourage your the culture in your home to be the opposite like let reading be seen as a good thing a thing to be enjoyed a thing that we do as a family a thing that we do as individuals a thing that we do as a couple that's another thing my husband and I we would read on a Sunday evening together it's not something we've done quite often recently but it's something that we picked up as a um, as a task to do together um, prior just to create that intimacy with each other as well um, as, as well as something to be enjoyed so yeah make reading or even anything else that you want to promote in your home make it a a daily thing make it a culture in your home so that the children will not only be taught it but they will also catch it um and also replicate that so yeah i hope that has been helpful um i hope that you will use some of the tips literally i think if your child is learning to read now even if it's what you might consider a late stage flashcards are probably the best thing to go for to start with let them learn the sounds of each letter of the alphabet um there are also phonics cards that exist as well if you get phonics cards and even if you're not sure of the sounds get a manual or something with it and teach yourself and your child your phonics sounds um they are so majorly key and then you need to teach your children to remember sight words um another tip is with sight words if I had it, if I had like some writing on the page and there were sight words, I would put a heart around them, and that's just to indicate to the child you have to learn this off by heart. It's not something you can sound out. So it's kind of like another way of coding words for them. So whenever they see the heart, they know, oh, this is something I have to remember, not something I have to sound out. Um, so that's another tip: use the heart to remind them to learn it by heart. Um, so sight words, phonics cards, flashcards make reading a culture in your home get lots of books in your home 
and don't be restrictive with the um the books like don't be like oh no don't rip it oh no 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 like be very relaxed um my husband and I we make notes in our books we write in our books and we've taught our children that they can do the same like let reading be an interactive thing an enjoyable thing and I'm sure your child will be reading in no time thank you so much for listening I hope you have enjoyed I hope you have learned something that you can take away and use and I look forward to seeing you on the next one have a lovely week